0: Welcome to the Russian Rulers History Podcast, a slapshot edition on the topic of Cossacks. There's a book called The Encyclopedia of Russian History, uh, edited by James Millar, and in it, uh, he has a number of articles, it's very, very big, it's about 1,900 pages, Uh, I've gotten a couple of excerpts out of it, and one particularly on the Cossacks was so well written, I decided to just incorporate the whole thing into the... uh, podcast and this is by Bruce Menning is the uh, author of this topic and and Cossacks are very important because they do play a big role in Russian history especially the time that we're starting to talk about right now with the uh, dawn of the Romanovs. So let's get at it and here's the article. The word Cossack known in Russian as Kazakh is probably Turkic in origin and the term dates to medieval times when it was used to denote wanderers or freebooters of varying Slavic and non-Slavic origins, who lived off raids on the Eurasian steppe and jealously guarded their independence. By the 15th century, the term was increasingly applied to a mixture of freemen and fugitives who had fled the serfdom of Poland, Lithuania, and Muscovy to live in the seams between the encroaching Slavic settlement and the receding remnants of the Golden Horde. From these beginnings, two distinct traditions gradually emerged to figure in the evolution of the various Cossack groupings and later Russian and Ukrainian history. One tradition witnessed the transformation of these frontiersmen into military servitors, who, in exchange for compensation and various rights and privileges, agreed to discharge mounted military service, usually on the fringes of advancing Slavic colonization. These servitors came to be called town Cossacks, and their duties included mounted reconnaissance and defense against nomadic and Tartar incursion. During the 16th and 17th centuries, Cossacks of this type, in what is now known as uh, Ukraine, appeared often in Polish military service. They also fought stubbornly to retain their autonomy and status as freemen, for which reason in 1654 they sought protection from the Muscovite Tsar, Uh, The Muscovites are at the time with Michael's son, Alexis. However, their autonomous status and sometimes even their existence proved difficult, as Muscovite and Imperial Russian rulers gradually either absorbed, abolished, or transplanted various service-obligated Cossack groupings, including the Ukrainians. A second and related tradition produced the more famous Free Cossack Communities, Like their service brethren, the roots of the Free Cossacks lay largely with various wayward Russian and Ukrainian peasants, and town Cossacks, who combined with other migrants of mixed ethnic origins to settle in the open steppe, beyond any recognizable state frontiers. They formed what the historian Robert McNeil has called interstitial politics. It's kind of an autonomous military society that occupied the Great River Valleys of the Pontic Steppe. Free Cossack communities began to appear in the 15th century, and by the mid-16th century, they numbered six distinct groupings, including the most prominently the uh, Cossacks of the Don Host, Voysko, and the Cossacks of the Zaporozhian, the Sitch. Living by their wits and warrior skills off the land and its adjoining waters, these Free Cossacks plundered traditional Islamic enemies and Orthodox allies alike. However, like their service-obligated brethren, the Free Cossacks gradually came to serve as Muscovite allies, fielding light cavalry for Tsarist campaigns, pressing Slavic colonization further into the Pontic Steppe, and then into the Caucasus and Siberia. Although the Free Cossacks formed bulwarks against invasion from the south and east, They were also sensitive to infringements of their rights and privileges as freemen. From the time of Stenkerazin's revolt in 1670 to 1671, which I will, by the way, have a uh, Slapshot podcast on that as well, until the rising of the Yamelyan Pugachev in 1772 and 75, another one for a Slapshot edition, uh, they periodically reacted explosively to encroachments against their status and freebooting lifestyle. The service and the Free Cossacks traditions gradually merged during the 18th and early 19th centuries when the former Free Cossack groupings were either abolished or brought under the complete control of Imperial St. Petersburg. A series of Imperial military administrators from Grigory Alexandrovich Potemkin through Alexander Ivanovich Cheynysev imposed measures that regularized Cossack military service subordinated local governing institutions to imperial control and supervision, and integrated local elites into the ranks of the Russian nobility. Regardless of the origin, by the time of the Crimean War in 1854 to 1856, all Cossacks had been transformed into a closed military estate, subject to mandatory mounted military service in exchange for their collective title to their lands and superficial reaffirmation of traditional rights and privileges. During the Great Reform Era, War Minister Dmitry Alexeyevich Milutin toyed briefly with the idea of abolishing the Cossacks, then imposed measures to further regularize their government and military service. The blunt fact was the Russian army needed cavalry, and the Cossack population base of 2.5 million enabled them to satisfy approximately 50% of the empire's cavalry requirements. Consequently, the Cossacks became an anachronism in an age of smokeless powder weaponry and mass cadre and conscript conscript armies. Reforms notwithstanding, by the beginning of the 20th century, many traditional Cossack groupings hovered on the verge of crisis, thanks to a heavy burden of military service, overcrowding in communal holdings, alienation of land by the Cossack nobility, and an influx of non-Cossack population. The revolutions of 1917 and the ensuing Russian Civil War seriously divided the Cossacks, while a majority supporting the white movement with a stubborn minority espoused revolutionary causes. Following the Bolshevik victory, many Cossacks fled abroad, while those who stayed were persecuted, gradually disappearing during the collectivization as an identifiable group. During World War II, the Red Army resurrected Cossack formations while the Wehrmacht, operating under the fiction that Cossacks were non-Slavic peoples, recruited its own Cossack formations from prisoners of war and dissidents of various stripes. Neither variety had much in common with their earlier namesakes, save perhaps either remote parentage or territorial affinity. The same assertion held true for various Cossack-like groupings that sprang up in trouble spots around the periphery of the Russian Federation following the disintegration of the Soviet Union in 1991. Well, I hope you enjoyed that slapshot version of uh, the history of the Cossacks. Uh, Again, don't forget to uh, visit the websites, uh, russianrulers.podhoster.com. Become a Facebook friend at uh, Russian Rulers History Podcast. And leave a comment, make a suggestion, ask a question. And as always, dasvidaniya, y spasiba Bolshoya.